Salam. I am Dr. Renee, the Assistant Pastor of Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. Welcome to prayer school. I am elated to be able to come before you today. Remember to like, remember to comment, and then if you haven't already subscribed, do that as well. Okay, so let's get into it. Today, we're going to be dealing with different types of laws as related to prayer. That's right. I said different types of laws. Just like when you're playing different types of sports, you have to use the rules that apply to that particular sport. Have you ever seen one, anyone show up at a basketball game as a player and they show up with a football uniform on? No. Have you ever seen uh, anybody play hockey and they try to play hockey and use the rules of basketball? Absolutely not. So as related to prayer, there are different laws that govern prayer. So we're going to take a look at some of them on today. All right. So for those of you who have been watching us, we definitely want to thank you so much for joining us week after week during prayer school. We hope that you have been empowered and that your prayer life has changed phenomenally. All right. So let's look at what prayer is. This is a review for some, but prayer is speaking the word of the father. The father will honor his word. You know, it doesn't matter how you are feeling, if you're crying when you're praying or all of that. It's great to be fervent when you're praying, but the father is waiting to hear his word. And so here we have the Hebrew word for prayer, one of the Hebrew words, and that is tefillah. And so when we're looking at the each Hebrew alphabet, we see that it begins with a tav, then pay, then lamed, and then hey, or some say hi. So when we break this down, we know that tav is dealing with the covenant of the word, the covenant of the word that has been established. And then pay is dealing with the spoken word of the father or the strong word of the father. And then lamed it means to govern, it means to have authority. It has other meanings also, but in this context, we'll just keep it right where we're dealing with, and that is to govern or to uh, have authority. And then hey, which is the last Hebrew alphabet. Remember, we are reading from right to left. Hey, uh, it means to reveal what is in heaven, reveal it right here on earth. So exactly what are we doing when we're praying? So we are praying or speaking the strong word of the Father. Prayer is what comes from speaking the covenant that has already been established by the authority of the spoken word of the Father. All right, so when we pray, we actually have angels who are released on our behalf to serve us. We don't have to command the angels. The, the angels are commanded when we speak the strong word of the Father. So we don't have to, we don't have any angels to boss around. The angels are waiting to obey when they hear the spoken word of the Father. So let's look at the first law of prayer, which is uh, prayer of intercession. 
So exactly what is it or what does it mean when you intercede? What does it mean when you execute the law of prayer, of intercession? Let's look at Messiah, which is uh, also known as Acts, but Messiah in the Hebrew, 4 and 24. When they heard it, they lift up their voice to Elohim with one accord and said, O Yahweh, you are Elohim who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. Who by the mouth of your servant, David, said, why do the nations rage and the peoples plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth take a stand and the rulers plot together against Yahweh and, and against his Messiah. For truly, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together against your holy servant, Yeshua, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your counsel foredained to happen. Now, Yahweh, look at their threats and grant to your servants to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and that the signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Yeshua. Now, this is so important because this is dealing with intercession. They were making intercessions before Elohim when people were speaking against them. They came together with one accord to intercede. And what did they do? They prayed the word of Elohim. Okay, so let's look at another example. And Yasser in Yasahaya, in Yeshaya, I said Yasahaya, in Yeshaya 53, therefore I give him a portion among the great. He divides the spoil with the strong because he poured out his being unto death and he was counted with the transgressors and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. So let's look at this. This word intercession is pagah in Hebrew. And reading from right to left, we have three Hebrew olivets. We have pay, we have gamil, and then we have ein. Okay, so pay, remember, pay means to speak the strong word of the father. And then gamil, it means to exalt or it means to lift up. And then ein is the power of vision. So when you are making intercessions, this is, this is exactly what you're doing. You are speaking the strong word of the Father. You are lifting up his word and you're lifting up the vision of the Father, not your vision, but the vision of the Father. And you're presenting that before him. All right. And then also in Shemuel Olive 2 and 25, it says, if one man sins against another, Elohim shall judge him. But if a man sins against Yahweh, who shall pray for him? Who shall intercede on his behalf? Well, this word for intercede, it means, um, it is palal in Hebrew, and it means to speak the strong word of the Father 
intensely and you're doing this with authority. Remember that the, it is the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous that availeth much. So when we are making these intercessions, we are speaking the strong word of the Father. We're doing this intensely and we're presenting it before him. All right, so let's take a look at the next, our next note. In Job 22, verse 30, he will even deliver him who is not innocent. Yes, he shall be delivered through the cleanliness of your hand. Did you know that if your hands are clean, you are able to intercede on behalf of others? What makes my hands clean? Well, I have to make sure that I go before Elohim and I confess my sins. How can I intercede on behalf of someone else when I need prayer myself? So we must first, if we are deciding that we want to intercede on someone's behalf, according to the word that we just read in Job, um, we need to make sure that our hands are clean first. Yes, we must go before the Father, repent, make sure that our, an, our hands are clean so that we can intercede on behalf of others. All right, so let's look. So that, that's the first law that we wanted to look at. Now, another law that we want to look at, a law of prayer of travailing. And so the scripture reference that we want to look at is Malachim Olive 18. Malachim Olive 18. Let's take a look. In Malachim Olive 18, 1 Kings, let's look at verse 42. And Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elihu went up to the top of Carmel and he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, go up. Please look closely toward the sea. So he went up and looked closely and said, not a speck. And seven times he said, go again. And it came to be the seventh time that he said, see, a little cloud as small as a man's hand is coming out of the sea. And he said, go up, say to Ahab, hitch up and go down before the rain stop you. Now, the first thing that we want to remember about all of this is that there was a drought. Elihu is the one who said that for three years, three and a half years, there, there was not going to be any rain. Okay, so the same prophet, the same anointed one said that there was going to be rain. So in verse 42, it tells us that Ahab, he went up to eat and drink. He was like, oh, okay, no problem. I'm gone. He went on about his life. But what did Elihu do? It says that he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. He bowed down. When we think about this, we have to remember when we go into a travailing prayer, we're looking to see for something to manifest. We are not going to uh, just allow this baby to be birthed and just forget about it. 
So I'm quickly reminded of a woman who is travailing, a woman who is pregnant, a woman who is pregnant. And so when this woman gets, gets ready to give birth, she gets in position. So I want to tell you or to remind you that when you go into travailing prayer, that we must, after we have conceived uh, whatever it is that you are praying, this thing that you want to pray, we must maintain that posture. Now, it said that Elihu, when he positioned himself, he put his head between his knees and he um, put his face down. And, and, and for those who have given birth, you know, you have to put that chin down. There are different birthing positions. We're not going to get into all of that. But the point that I want to deal with you is about the posture. Your mindset, when you are holding fast in travailing prayer, you want to hold fast until this thing come forth, come forth, whatever it is that you're praying for, that you are in position, you are holding, maintaining that posture until it gives birth. This is very important. So when you are in a position of posture, you're not allowing any distractions to come. I was thinking about something. I was having a conversation with my husband. I was like, man, let me just think about this and let me let this resonate in my spirit. And then something came in the mail. And then I heard the voice of my spirit saying, now that's an opportunity to travail because it was something that I had been searching for for years. And the report that I got was not the report that I was expecting. So should I become sad? No, I hold on to my posture. I hold my position. And I remember that, no, this is not the answer. I will not settle for this. And I am going to continue to push this thing out, stay in my position until the manifestation comes. All right, so let's take a look at this next note. So we're dealing with the different laws of praying and dealing with travailing. So we were talking about travailing prayer just as a woman position herself. Number one, when this thing is conceived, when you, have be when you believe what you pray, then number two, you need to maintain your posture. Stay in expectation. Don't give up. Don't quit. Negative reports will come. Should it affect you? No, because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let go until this baby come forth. And then point number three, birthing, the release. So when this thing is released, then, then, and not only, not before then, not a moment before then, then you can say, okay, Father, I give you thanks. I thank you. Now, does that mean that I'm not supposed to thank him before? No, I'm not saying that. But we're talking about sticking with this thing. This is what travailing prayer is like. You're sticking with whatever it is until it comes forth. All right. Now, look at this in Galatium 419. My little children, for whom I am again in birth pains until Messiah is formed in you. Sheol was talking about this. Verse 20, even now I wish to, to be present with you now and to change my voice, for I have doubts about you. 
say to me, you wish to be under Torah and you do not hear the Torah. He's saying, wait a minute. Okay. I, he said, I'm in birth pains. I'm travailing. I'm travailing until the Messiah is formed in you. Sheol was maintaining his posture. He was travailing on the back on behalf of the other ambassadors, and he wanted to see that character develop in them. He said, I'm not going to let it, I'm not letting this thing go. As a matter of fact, I wish I could say something different, but I cannot, because what I'm seeing is not the final result of what I know is going to be birthed in you. So if you are exercising this law of travailing on behalf of someone else or something else. Maybe you're travailing on behalf of uh, those that are in your family that you're wanting to see them saved. Or maybe there's something that's going on in your life that you need uh, something to come to full manifestation. You're waiting to see it birth. Don't give up. Don't quit. Maintain your posture. All right. And then what? Get ready to push. Some say pray until something happened. Well, push until something happened, until that baby comes forth. Okay. So let's go to our next note here. We're talking about travailing. We're talking about making intercession. All right. And we just went over this scripture. Now, <clears throat> let's look at Yeshia. I keep saying Yeshia. Yeshia 66. Verse seven, before she labored, she gave birth. Before a, came, before a pain came to her, she was delivered of a male child. Who has heard the like of this? Who has seen the like of these? Is a land bought, brought forth in one day? Is a nation born at once? For as soon as Tisyon labored, she gave birth to her children. Verse nine, shall I bring to birth and not give to delivery? Says Yahweh, shall I who give delivery restrain birth? See, when you are travailing, you are pregnant with purpose and you have to have a position, a mindset to birth this baby out. You don't get to the delivery room and then you decide, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to birth this baby. Well, many, many of us have given up. Like, oh, I don't want to do it. No, this baby coming forth. <laughs> yeah, maintain your posture. Don't quit until that baby comes forth. Okay, now let's look at the next note. <clears throat> so the law of prayer of agreement. Now, this law has been used incorrectly for so long. So we want to shed some light on it. The law of agreement in Matthew 18 and 19. Again, assuredly, I tell you that if two of you will agree on earth concerning anything that they will ask, it will be done for them by my father who is in heaven. All right. So here's the first question. What word are you agreeing on? Because many feel that they can, okay, come on, let's touch a degree, let's touch a degree, let's touch a degree. Uh, we're going to deal with that in a minute too. Let's touch and agree. What, what word are you agreeing on? Whatever word that you're agreeing on, it must already be established in heaven. 
When that word is established in heaven, we can speak that word as legal agents in the earth, agree that with that word, speak it back to the Father, and that's the word that he's going to bring to pass. We've been, uh, let's, let's, let's agree on this, and it's going to happen. That's what it says. Is it already in the word? Is it already established? Okay, because the father is only obligated to his word. His word will not return void. So the word reminds us that one can chase a thousand and two can chase 10,000 demons to flight. Can you imagine the power of agreement when we agree according to the word, the father is not going to let his word fall to the ground. So let's look at another question dealing with the law of the prayer of agreement. So how does it work? Let's look at Matthew 18, 18, just moving up a little further, moving up. Okay. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So this is going to help us because, number one, look, is sickness legal in heaven? Well, it's not legal on earth. So I can agree with you. I can agree that this sickness is illegal, unlawful. So I can release healing in your life. Number two, is healing lawful in heaven? Well, we just said it. Well, healing is lawful in heaven. Therefore, I can release healing here on earth. Number three, is revelation knowledge legal in heaven? Well, yes, revelation knowledge is legal in heaven. But so it's legal on earth. So here we have binding and loosing. I can remember times when we were binding and loosening and loosening and binding and did we bind it? Did we loose it? Did we loose it? Did I remember to loose it or did I bind it? What what? What were we doing? Uh yeah, uh it has to already be legal in heaven. If it's legal in heaven, I can legally release it here on earth. If it's illegal in heaven, it's illegal in earth, so I, on earth, so I need to make sure as a kingdom ambassador, when I agree with someone else that I'm agreeing with what the father has already said. All right, let's go back to our notes. So number four is saying, is poverty legal in heaven? Absolutely not. So we disallow the spirit of poverty here on earth. Is unbelief legal in heaven? See, these are methods of and um, principles that we can apply dealing with prayer. When I agree that it is illegal on earth, uh, when, when we agree that this thing is illegal on earth, we can release it from its assignment. And this is what we do as ambassadors. No unbelief can dwell in my belief system. Okay, so let's look at this, mis, uh, just two misconceptions of the prayer of agreement. One, he, he will give you anything that you pray for. 
Well, it said that he'll give me whatever, if we touch and agree, he'll give me what we pray for. So let's let another scripture bear witness of what the father was conveying. And let's look at this in Yochanan Olive 3. He said, dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before Elohim and receive from him anything we ask. Okay, now close your scripture up. Good, let's go pray. No, do not stop there. Don't stop. Keep reading. Because we keep his commands and we do what please him. So when I pray and I pray and agree, I am praying his word. I'm not just praying what I want. I'm not praying what I want. I'm praying according to what has already been established in heaven. All right. So let's take a look at it. That was one uh, misconception. And then number two, you got to touch somebody. Where did that come from? Come on, come on. The Bible said we need to touch and agree. Stop touching people. <laughs> Stop it. Stop touching people. It's talking about being unified. It's talking about being with one accord. We are unified in our prayer as in having the same purpose, same mindset, same precepts of the Father. Quit touching people. That's right. I said it. Okay, so let's look at this. The greatest act of obedience and submission is hearing the word of Elohim and obeying it. The centurion told Yeshua, you don't have to come to my house to touch my daughter. I'm not worthy no how. Just speak the word only. So when we pray, we are to speak the word only. Does that mean we don't believe in laying your hands? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the misconception that we got to touch. Come on, touch as a point of contact. Touch the screen. Just stop. Stop touching. Okay. When you pray, speak the word only. Believe what the word says and say and pray that. Okay. So let's look at another law, the law of prayer of consecration. In Matthew 26 and 39. He went forward a little, fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I desire, but what you desire. This is the law of the prayer of consecration that Yeshua prayed. Now, this particular scripture, it has been taught wrong, incorrectly for so many years, saying, oh, he got weak and he didn't know if he wanted to do this. If Yeshua was drawing back, that would have been, that meant or means that he was in unbelief. He was doubtful. He's not like us. No, that is not. And we're not going to deal with all of that. You can go to YouTube. Dr. Larry did a profound teaching on um, breaking down all of the Hebrew Olivets concerning this uh precept of what the father was conveying, but let's deal with my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I desire. Let's deal with that desire part. Not what I desire, but what you desire. The Hebrew word 
for consecration is Malay. And so Malay, it actually tells me that something needs to happen inside of me first so that I can be filled with the precepts of the Father. Malay, I must first empty myself. I must empty myself to be filled with the precepts of the Father, Malay. We say that we want to be filled, but many times we're so full of tradition. We're so full of religion. We're so full of our own precepts and our own ideas. When the Father's word comes forth, we try to fit it in. Like, okay, let me see. Um, no, that's not it. We have to empty ourselves. So let's take a look at this. So here's the word for uh, consecrate, which is Malay. It's comprised of mem, lamed, and then olive. Mem is telling me about the anointing, the anointing, the strong spirit. And then olive, lamed, we know that's, uh, that stands for, or it means El, you know, short for Elohim. So I must empty myself of my precepts and receive Elohim's precepts. I must receive his anointing. I must first empty myself to be filled. And what am I filled with? I want to be filled with the anointing of Elohim. So when we look at consecration, we see that consecration is personal. It's personal. Um, number one, I need to go before the Father in prayer. Number two, ask him to reveal the things that I need to change, that I need to break away from, the things that I need to get rid of, the things that I need to repent. And then number three, fill myself with his word, his precepts, his ways of doing things. Number four, build myself up in the Holy Spirit, just as it says in you, build up ourselves, you know, praying in our language of fire. And then number five, uh, maintain an attitude of gratitude and be pliable. We must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So this prayer of consecration, when I apply this prayer of consecration, I know that I want the Father to deal with me first. It's a personal thing. And uh, we, what we have seen over and over, year after year, many people going on a Daniel's fast, and unless your name is Daniel, I'm saying, why well, you got to do it the same time every year? When are we going to graduate and go past that? When are we going to get past tradition? Am I saying that you're not, that you're not to fast? No, I'm not saying that, but is this the fast that Yahweh has called? It, I mean, every year, the same time, it just seems like religion to me. So we have to graduate past certain things and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and live a consecrated life. All right, so let's look at the last one that I'm going to deal with for today. And that is the law of prayer of thanksgiving and praise. In Messiah 16 and 25, but about midnight, Sheol and Silas were praying and singing hymns to Elohim, and the prisoners were listening to them. 
Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. See, the law of thanksgiving and praise, when we operate by this law, others can be set free because of you. It said everybody in the prison, not just Sheol, not just him and Silas, but everybody who was in prison, they were able to break free. Isn't that amazing? They were able to break free because of this law of praise and thanksgiving. When you release this law of praise and thanksgiving, you give the Father the opportunity to multiply and bring blessings in your life. So today, I hope you were blessed as we shared this uh, revelation knowledge concerning uh, dealing with the different types of praying. We have to pray according to the word of the Father. We don't just pray our feelings. We don't just pray what we want to pray. But we pray the word, and then there are different laws that we pray, which is suitable at a particular time. So we have to be sensitive to the spirit and ask him, okay, Elohim, help me, show me. Do I, you know, you'll know when you have to travail on on something. Just like I, I got that notice in the mail. I said, oh yeah, I'm I'm not going to back down off of this. I thank you, Father. I maintain my posture. I maintain my attitude. I maintain my focus. I won't allow this negative report to cause me to get off or to think a different way. And then the prayer of agreement. It's, it's important for us to agree. How, I mean, how can two walk together unless they be, I mean, unless they agree. So we come together and pray and we agree. What are we agreeing on? We're agreeing on the word of the father. His word will not return void. Why is that? Because we're praying his word. We're releasing and reminding him of what is already, what he has already established in heaven. And we are establishing it here, right here on earth. So today, I hope you were blessed. Remember to like and uh, share. And also remember to comment. There's something, sometimes we want to hear from you. We want to hear is there something in particular that you would like to hear us teach? Well, right now we're dealing with prayer in prayer school. So if there's a particular area, let us know. Shalom and be blessed and may Elohim's best be yours. Maintain your posture of prayer. Don't quit and make sure that it comes to pass. Okay, be blessed.